Hey there, beautiful listeners. All right, now. I think that for, Can that be a little louder, please? For this can you, trilogy episode, can we increase the volume on that? Start off with an. That's appropriate. Yes. <laughs> I think that. Uh, that's an all right now I can get behind. All right now, beautiful listeners. Welcome back inside the sound. This is Michael. And this is Ryan. We have a very special guest. Uh, Join us back today. Welcome, uh, welcome back to the show, Mister uh, Mister Josh Zach. Hey, Tycoon. How how are you guys? I'm so happy to be back. We're happy you're back. Ecstatic, bro. Just ecstatic to have you back, man. Welcome back. I was uh, I was wondering actually because we we did you know those two about a year and a half apart. I was wondering if if we'd ever do one again. And so when you guys asked me, I was like, yes, let's do it. Absolutely, man. I mean, we'll, we're excited uh, to reconnect with you. And, and uh, you know, we definitely have enjoyed the, the conversations that have sprung, um, you know, from the wellspring of your consciousness, my friend. I, I would also say that uh, if we haven't said it yet, welcome to the family. So ah, you'll thanks, be, guys. We'll definitely, uh, you know, revisit. The conversation will just continue, I think. Is what I think is. so. Yes. I think so too. Think so. Yeah, I mean, I consider you guys like kind of old friends at this point. You know, like we—it's <laughs> nice to see your faces again uh, on the screen. So, yeah, it feels like uh, it does. It does feel like old friends, and um, you know, I—I I, I think there's a—we have relatable. We have a very serious relatable experience, yeah. shared yes. experience, and uh, yes. There aren't a lot of people that can relate to it, so it, you know, it it helps to uh, to continue that conversation with someone who understands, you know. Yep, it's a big deal. Looks like you're going to say something there, Michael. I was, and then I, I, I want to not, because I kind of want to like listen. I mean, I, I love talking. Don't get me wrong; I'm great at talking. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. You're the talker. You're, you're the self-labeled yeah. talker. Certainly, I am the gift of gab, undubitably. But um, I, I kind of want to hear, like, what you've been up to, man. Like, I want to hear about you, Josh, and and like what what you've been up to, what you're excited about, where you're at in your journey, both in life and with the music and with everything, man. I, mean, I kind of want to hear from you. Uh, side note: We enjoyed your recent single. Oh, thanks. Self-assembly required. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of, okay. I don't know. I'll go backwards, I guess. I'm in like a, a punk rock phase. I'm very like in indie punk and some hardcore, a little bit of metal is like taking over my life. And I wrote a song that's just not in that genre at all. I'm writing, I'm writing punk stuff right now and I want to put it out, but it just hasn't happened yet. I don't know how to make punk as well as I know how to make just like straight kind of pop inspired indie. So I don't know. Be on the lookout for some rock inspired new tycoon stuff, you know, but uh, I'm liking that there might be a metal influence too. that kind of, yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. saying that uh, I'm just offering my services. If you're interested in punk rock, I mean, I have a punk rock sensibility myself and uh, know. You know, if you need rhythm guitar, I mean, I'm not Mr. Lead over here with my playing path of 12th fret skills, but you know, if you need a little rhythm <laughs> and some bass, I'm your guy. 
Well, yeah. I, I tell you what, either during this conversation or, uh, or, or later on, I'll, I'll send you guys some demos I have done up. Um, and you can, you can tell me what you think, but I, I like, that's I like, exciting. I'm sure, I'm sure our, our conversation will get to the, to the music stuff. We always have good music conversations. I was kind of in an electronic phase last time we talked. Um, I'm definitely more in like a, like a indie punk, hardcore, a little bit of metal phase right now. So, um, we'll get there. We'll, well, that's part that the fun is the journey, is it not like in life and also in music yeah. you're exploring just like in life, you explore the life with relationships and with career choices and with, you know, places where you live and, and right. all those things are ex a form of explore exploration, you know, and with yeah. your musical arc, that's exciting to hear that you're taking chances and you're doing different things and you're, you know, progressing. I don't know if it's progression or if it's just you know water is never in stasis isn't it just moves right. around and changes it's always in motion that's kind of what that is to me that's exciting right. though yeah yeah it's fun it definitely i would say like technically i am progressing i'm having i'm still having a lot of fun making music and learning uh about how to make music really sound how i want it to um at the end of the day because i think the gap what's been really nice about you know i, I don't know i'm on year five or six of bedroom producing now and the gap between what I want it to sound like and what it actually does is getting smaller and smaller every year, which is really fun. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, I think uh, um, going where you want to go artistically and, and being completely comfortable with that is very important. I think that's when the best stuff comes out. Um, yeah. I was going to compliment you on the production. Yeah. Um, it is... I think you're going in the direction where I like it too, in my earphones, where it's, it's hard to verbalize, but you mm -hmm. hear it. It's like, um, it hits you like the, the way that you have it layered. How would you describe, I know it's hard to verbalize this stuff, but like when, when what, what do you want people to feel just based on how you're like layering the sound? That's a good question. <clears throat> I really like, I like punchy percussion like really i think what's interesting about having really being a fan of all types of music is that it all comes in so i've got like even in my rockier songs i've got like a pretty pop almost dance kick and snare because i just like how those come through a mix and i like how they make you move so like on this last song i'm using an acoustic guitar the whole time but i've also got these like uh, you know a kick and a snare that's basically from a dance kit i spent some time really looking through drum samples and like trying to find good ones that didn't cost me a million dollars, you know? <laughs> and I, I feel like I've, I've found some good stuff. I'm, I like where I'm at with my drum samples. Obviously I would love to record a kit someday, but I just don't have the space. I live in an, an attic apartment, you know? So, um, and then, I get yeah. it, man. I get <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, the best I have is like uh, very realistic sounding drums on a, on a very high end keyboard. It's not the right. same, right? You know, it's, it's great not. when you get when you're in the room. But you know what, though, it all of this is part of like this process of you like polishing and like you know refining sort of like your your abilities, not just as a musician, but as a producer and as as an ear, yeah. as the engineer's yeah. ear, which is a whole nother skill set. Totally, you know, it's huge. Trying trying to figure out a way to get basically a kit that I assembled of different samples to sound like a unified kit being played in a room or at least get it to sound like it's not 
not that. <laughs> it's, it's a computer. It's, yeah, it's a, a, it's a human. It is a little yeah. puzzle, and it's it's hard work too. Like it's a. Uh, it really huh. is. Yeah, that's uh, we've talked about that the the infinite ways that you can produce something, and like the different tastes that go into that, but it seems like there's a certain style and way of doing it that really resonates with the majority of people. And there are certain artists that kind of have that. And when you put the headphones on, you can really yes. feel that, um, you know, you mentioned like punchy percussion, like that, that snare hit, I think is very important too, uh, to me. Um, yeah, that percussion is definitely incredible. Yes. It's funny because like in a lot of rock stuff that I really love, rock edging into punk and hardcore and melodic hardcore and stuff like that, the, except for when there's double bass like kick happening, the percussion can kind of get washed out a little bit actually. And the snares aren't so loud and that's fine. It's like, it's how the style has grown. But I think it never satisfies me like my drums are probably a little too loud on my songs, but I just it never satisfies me. I, I think no, I think it's great. I disagree. I, I like what you're doing. I'm we're sure. we're in. Yeah, I think Ryan and I because I think we're here. both the, the same mentality. Like that's what we want to hear. And I, right. And like think about when you're in a room jamming with other musicians in a, in like a right. four piece type of band. What is your yeah. your gut and your heart is feeling the thump of the bass drum and the thwack of the yeah. uh, of the snare. Right. Yep. And then the crash, the you know, the what? The thwack, yeah, the man. Thwack. We want that thwack. Pop. You know, crack, thwack, yep. just hard, right? And then if you're a bass player or you're a guitar player and you're plugged in, you've got now this electrical current of uh, the spectrum. So do you see just like, you know, the rainbow is a spectrum of color. You have a sonic spectrum like that. That's your palette that you can influence how the perception of that thump and thwack hits your ears and your chest because the bass has frequencies that affect how that's that's interpreted in your brain. And then the guitar has frequent and then the vocals, they have free, you know, any live music setting, there's always a high end, low end, whatever, et cetera. Right. And how and the melody just puts a bow on everything. It's just like yes. when you're there and it's there, like, so like the best recordings in my humble opinion and the best songs that stand the test of time, especially in this genre of like rock and punk, and they're the ones that sound the most like a live performance. Yeah, yeah. I agree and the live that. performance, the drums are more featured than I think a lot of us. I would, I say us. I just mean me being egotistical with my vocals and my guitar work <laughs> and my piano. I want you know that, to that be the is thing. one thing you bring that you up know? though. The your the guitar sounds that you're getting are very like that. Like there there's life to them. Um, was I, that purposeful? I yeah. mean, it's it's. I have found that the less the less I sit and get nitpicky with like whatever I'm tracking, the better, like the more alive it feels. And so literally I just brought down my acoustic and mic'd it with my typical vocal mic mm -hmm. in that song. And I just, you know, went for it. And it's not, if you listen to that track, you know, I've got it like two or three layered guitar rhythm tracks. And like, if you listen to them on their own, they're a little messy and there's like, you know, it's playing, you know, bad, you know, me when I don't get the fret all the way down and like string talk playing and stuff. Right. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, but mixed in it just i think it makes it feel like oh like a guy made this <laughs> you know it does a thing know. to your ears I, yeah mixed in what it does is it, it does feel live because if there's yeah. a minor unpolished like little error 
in there with your fingers, you know, whatever it is, like string talk. If you edit all that stuff out, it takes the life out. That's the life of the yeah, music. You that want is the life. that there. You actually yeah. want that. That's what. That's the timeless. That's part of the time. Well, I should element, say right? you want that in certain styles of music. To be fair, sure. there's plenty of electronic styles that lean into the robotic Perfect. style, which is actually yeah. fun and great, and nothing mm -hmm. wrong with. It. We're not. I'm not knocking that in any well, way. Well, you know, guys like us that play rock and roll, right? Guys we like prefer us. the life. You know. Right. I, I like I like the instrumentation. I like instruments. I like anyone that's actually playing an instrument. That's watching somebody play drums or watching somebody play yes. an instrument at a high level. You know, I I want to see it. I want to hear it. I want to feel it. That's that's what I want. You know? I went to a uh, a dubstep show the other day. That actually, he's a guy who does some some like metalcore crossover. And he had a live drummer and a live guitarist with him. And it was like That's the better. most interesting dubstep show I've Great. ever seen. Like it was really cool. With live um, musicians, it's gotta be awesome, huh? Yeah. It yeah, must've been yeah. fantastic. It took it to the next level for me. Yeah, next level. Yeah, I think it, there is something next level about the humans in the room playing the instruments. As fun yes. as it is to watch somebody up there at a DJ. I love, I think, I think like those kind of shows and things and parties are cool, but yeah. I love the, the rock and roll, you know, instruments in a, yeah, uh, it's like what? What's Cut off, trying not to cough in everybody's ear. But yeah, I just I love you get the, one cough love the per, live. one obnoxious cough per episode. Remember, <laughs> you're not obnoxious gone, cough buddy. per episode. So you check that. Tell you <laughs> Don't tell me how to believe and what to do and what how to live my life. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. based on you know what you guys were all saying about you know like when you were describing how all the different layers of a song come together, what I've been realizing lately is that I think when it comes to my love for music and my love for creating music, I haven't mastered an instrument. Like I can play guitar, I can play piano, I can play drums, but I'm not a master at any of them. I know enough to know that. And what I think I really do pursue most is composition. I, I like as, as unpretentiously as I can say, I would this, agree. I first I'm a composer. It's and notable though. I would agree like, that that's I, your, I, that is your mastery. I that's would agree. One of the things I was listening to your stuff. Um, to try to get back on your wavelength. And that was one of the things that stuck out to me. Interesting. And that's one thing that I love. That's my favorite type of music has that healthy orchestration going on and all the different yeah. nuances that are coming together. And uh, that definitely comes through though. So what you're saying comes through in the music. Like Not enough so that we, cool. like independently of you, you and I, like Ryan and I have brought up your music and conversation independently, uh, just describing this very thing. As a, oh, as a wow. point of Tom Peck, just him and me shooting the, shooting the shit, you know what I mean? So, no, I mean, really, I think um, I, I, I really enjoy the way that this sort of like poppy indie kind of like rock kind of like sensibility comes out of you and, and all the different many variations that it takes. It's just it's, it's yeah. fun to watch, too, and manifest. Because the thing is, you're so young and you have all this time. And so you're going to continue to do this. And so it's fun to watch your career and watch like what you're doing and what's coming next. And that also, that album, Holiness, was just uh, artistically for me, was just a huge, awesome. I mean, I know you even mentioned like there wasn't, I think I can't remember which song it was that like you didn't get the full save of the original song where you couldn't, you can't go back and make the editor or whatever. Yeah, There's something yeah. you wish you could change or whatever. But I'm telling you, just as a, as an artistic statement, it's, it's a huge weighty album. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic piece just by itself, you know, considered of itself. So absolutely, man. I mean, I, I don't want to like keep blowing gas your way. I mean, we're not blowing any gas. You know, here, we're not trying to like, what it comes down to is, smoke, um, I mean. you know, you want to let people know 
what you're thinking when you have a chance to let them know. For sure. You yeah. Know, I, and, I really uh, appreciate it. Yeah, we definitely have. Uh, but again, like you talking about some of the things you're going for in your music, those are some of the things we love the most in yeah. music in general. So right. it makes sense that we would enjoy what you're doing. Um, right, right. I think we have that similar wavelength. I think, uh, I don't know why, it's creatively and then also intellectually. We've shared a lot. Yeah. We started this, the conversation out this way, I think you said, Ryan, about some of the, the things we've, you know, coming from the background all three of us came from. And I don't know why the musician's journey is so interwoven for me in this. Uh, it totally is. Spiritual journey, con- you know, whatever, like yeah. consciousness journey, whatever this actually, this thing is, this time that we get to spend in this body that we get to live in just once yeah you know it's all connected for me and yeah. uh, it's connected for me to music too like i see that journey and and I, I i make these parallels in my brain between like what a musician does with you know the creative output you mentioned like okay i'm into punk and i'm doing these things like i see that in connection with with our consciousness too and like where we come from and you know where not everybody necessarily i don't know some people do live their entire life believing in Santa Claus. No offense to Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. nothing wrong with that. But, uh, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, this bot, this particular body that I'm in is so obsessed with music. And it's always been that way. And so, when I look back, as I'm sure we'll get to this, when I look back at my days, like, heavy in religion, even then, what was carrying me through was music. Like, hmm that's what I was connecting to. That's what I was latching onto and almost like riding on during that time. It's fun to sing the choir, isn't it? Yeah. Super fun. I miss choir so much. Honestly. Um, and so to not be, sorry, go ahead, Ryan. I'm cutting you off. Oh no. Yeah. You didn't finish your thought. No, I was going to say, Josh, isn't that funny how like music carries you through in the same way that music in a movie carries you through. Like there are movies that are Oscar award winning that would be unwatchable without the soundtrack. You see what I'm saying? you know it's so at least from my perspective now the way that i look at the music that i liked all the way through is is the reverse like it used to be this this outside thing that maybe i shouldn't be doing as much and now i look at it as oh the rock and roll the only now i look at it as the real thing that got me through living this life Mm -hmm. i wasn't meant to live Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh and then i had this epiphany i'm like wow what would I have done if it weren't for this music? Yeah. You know, so it, you might've been becoming yeah. an accountant. <laughs> so yeah, music, it was way more, it's like, this was the only oh, real thing I was guess. actually connecting to, I guess. That's what right. it meant so much, you know? Right. And, and not to get too heady with it, but it's like the whole ethos of music is like to since forever has been to break down barriers and to be creative and to challenge your brain to think in new ways and to your body to feel new things. And those are all things we were restricted from before. Like you were saying, even there were, there were types of music that like felt bad for me to listen to because of the spiritual guilt surrounding them. And certain tempos. Yeah. And certain key signatures. Instruments. They drive away. The thing was, I love, I love heavy metal and I always have loved heavy metal. And I always listen to it regardless. And I guess it's I a, did anyway. Yeah. It's nice to feel validated in knowing that you were right to want to. Hmm. Hell yeah. Yep. You know, like it wasn't it wasn't wrong. 
Like I didn't have to like yeah. pretend to hate Metallica. I could just enjoy Metallica <laughs> could just and not Metallica have this weird. <laughs> yeah, like it's okay to dig. I don't have to like knock. Yeah, that like, phrase. I enjoy. It's it? funny. I I like them. Used, Josh, a spiritual. Uh, what did you just say? Guilt. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like. I like them, but then I'm like, oh, you can't. They're devil. They're blah, satanic, and so it's like scary and bad. And uh, no, I can't. But actually, in fact, they're just quality, fantastic musicians. Right. They're great, and it's cool if you like it's drum beats. Months. Well, that was great stuff. Uh, one of the things that uh, we've talked to a handful of people that are really in it, an extreme metal scene because oh, we yeah. that was we wanted to actually be like, okay, let's talk to the people making this music. Yeah, and guess what? These are some of the sweetest, awesome so people nice. you'll ever meet. Yeah, and you're like, oh, they're my people. Like, there are people. They're they're in. The I, I find all this affinity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've all, the art, the artistry, stage costume, all this affinity, mm-hmm. like in and with any musician, I feel this instant kindred spirit with like, any musician. It seems like, and they're just a part of that. They're no different than any other musician. And for it to be like this taboo, weird subject, it's just so funny. But like, it's because of how powerful rock and metal really is. I think that yeah. why it's such a taboo for whatever the way the way i was raised you know because it's 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 so i mean listen when the devil comes calling you're right with the devil well i think you hit the nail on the head josh when you said a lot of these especially in rock and metal it was something that encouraged like free thinking yeah encouraged uh you know freedom and being yourself and experiencing something new that you've never experienced before and that i guess is kind of a thought process that you know especially in a hyper religious environment is not encouraged really totally earlier i don't i think this was before the recording started but you were saying that um you know like it's fun to play around with like the satan imagery the occult imagery the the silliness of it you know because and and rock like rock embraces that dove into that as like in a way that from uh, from a hyper-religious standpoint feels like literally evil. But when you're in it, you're like, oh, this is like playing with the dark imagery as like a tool and as fun and right. Satan, whatever, d- dark imagery, all this thing, all this stuff at the very darkest is, is symbolic of the darkness that does exist. And so right. we can't we can't ignore that either. And so I have really like really started to embrace that sort of aesthetic because it was forbidden to me and because it feels forgive my language feels holy a little bit to like (laughs) completely (laughs) accept all that there is even this kind of dark nasty disgusting imagery i saw tool last year it was fucking gross Tool was like their their visuals were horrifying. Like the sound was insane. Lots like of ir- irregular rhythms and things at. too, and in, yeah. uh, in yes. Maynard well, stuff. It's like yeah, this, it's that um, moral high ground to say your type of art is not okay, but mine is. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which it, which now is completely ludicrous, right? Like they, they decided that's how they want to express themselves. And that's the imagery that they're using. Fantastic. You know, like you're saying, um, it's just, but again, if I were to pick an imagery that would be the most potent in getting people to feel something that 
God and the devil imagery and everything that goes with that is so deep in people. Yeah. Just saying, talking about the devil can get some people uncomfortable. Right. So right. there's a lot of, uh, are there's you, a lot of deep emotions <clears throat> tied to all that. You're devil worshippers, is that what you're saying? Ah, <laughs> uh, you playing the devil's register on your guitar? <laughs> devil's register. That's why you didn't want to play past the twelfth. Is that fret. past? Is that so? The devil's register is what's past the twelfth fret. That that's how that works. I didn't realize. Yeah, when was the last time you saw anyone play past the twelfth fret on an electric guitar in church? Never. Not one. I've definitely never seen that in church. You know, but I, I then again. Simple. I went to a different kind of church. I went to another church one time that was like, they had a rock band there. And I was like, man, I was brought up in the wrong. I'd probably still be in this church if I grew up on rock band church. You kidding me? It was piano and organ in mine. Dude. Yeah. Same. And it's just like funeral dredge. You know, electric guitar there. I know. Heaven forbid. To worship the almighty. I mean, we're talking full band, drums, bass, electric guitar and singers and like getting down, like getting real down with it, with yeah. the, with the whole day jam, jamming I, thing, you know, I always Man. say that, like, I could probably have a career as a worship musician. Like I know yeah. all the lingo it's, it's pretty easy and very fun to play big, like arena rock style yeah. Christian rock. Like it's, hmm. I could, <laughs> it would probably be fun <laughs> to be honest, but I, I can't support it. I don't think so. Yeah. It, it's just that weird, um, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe your consciousness gets hijacked in a way. And like all those people yeah. that are operating in that state where they, at least for me now, I feel like they're being deceived in a way. I mean, are they though? Isn't it? I mean, ultimately, look, if someone Maybe comes depends, along, right? this is how Alan Watts in a lecture one time explained right. it. And I like this. Someone comes along and whatever, some prophet or the Bible you know, when you like, you're the one that gives them the authority to be the authority, you see. So like if 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 this person comes along, they're they're God's chosen, whatever mouthpiece or whatever, and you acknowledge that and accept that that's your choice to do that. Like it's a it's a choice. And I think, you know, I don't think all religions bad and all churches are bad and all organizations are bad. I just think, you know, by their fruits, you shall know them. Uh, and yep. you know, there's a lot of toxic shit that, that happens in just organizational structures that are draconian in general. It's not just a, re- yeah. honestly, I don't even want to blame it on religion if I'm honest, cause look at it's the political parties and look at, yeah. I don't think it's just religion. I think this religious impulse, like look at the woke craziness and you know, I'm actually pretty left leaning in general, like in uh, just, just my mindset. I'm, I'm, I am kind of a space hippie in my presentation yeah. and I, uh, I am, but I get, like you turned off, and I tell you, I've beamed up collab. I've because <laughs> I get, but I get turned off by the wokey kind of like extreme end of the left because it's like it, it's religious to me, or like they're big corporations that like have almost a religious tone to how yes. they market, and and I don't. That's where I get those are my spidey senses get tingly, and I don't like I don't like that. Like I listen, I think we came from you know, structures, it used to be tribes. It's morphed into this crazy democratic slash semi-democratic oligarchy, oligarchical, you know, we're not just all running ourselves. We're also being run by the people who have power and money. Fine. But like, it's this mixture of that. Right. 
and um, I don't know where, where am I going with this? I don't know. I just, You're just letting, it, letting, letting loose. Yeah, I'm letting it loose. I'm reacting. I think I'm reverberating. You know what it is, man? I guess I, this is a conclusion that I've come to about religion. And uh, like you say, I, I don't think that I can say anything is bad. You know, like 100%. Because, <clears throat> again, there's... Again, like we were talking earlier, if you're in one of the extremes, you're probably wrong because the, the truth is somewhere nuanced in the middle usually. But um, the, it, it feels like a lot of this existence is how can I make you give me your money <laughs> willingly or how can I get you to do what I want you to do willingly? Yeah. And yeah. so if I tell someone, hey, you have to connect to this higher power in, in this certain way in order to, you know, receive this eternal reward. Well, hey, you need me to right. help you do that. Your intermediary. And, mm-hmm. and so there's got to be a middleman involved. And, and I need, you know, funds, funds. To yeah, because you got to pay my lifestyle. I mean, I got to I got to drive a car, too. But right? That's the great deception is I got to have a house. We don't need one. any of that to connect with. If you believe in a great beyond, you don't, you can do that from wherever you're at. Yeah, but tax season comes around, and I'm tax exempt. <laughs> right. So tax man's got to get his cut. You got to do it in religion. this special building on a special day. Correct. All right. I'll walk too many steps. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm definitely resonating with with some of what you guys are saying. I think. Do you remember how hard you believed? Or I don't yes. know. I don't know if you guys believed really hard. Yes. No, I'm a I'm an all in type of guy. Yeah. Right. No. So yeah. When we I met, was. we were both still all in. Right. Yeah. So like I don't think that everyone in the positions of leadership in these churches is like a grifter. Do I think Agreed. there are plenty? That, yeah. But I think there are some people that just damn, doesn't it feel good to have a belief system where it's all figured out? Like it kind of does. And so Yeah. Rituals. Because what I what I've yeah rituals and stuff. What I've realized in in the the years since is that there can basically be no certainty about anything. I was watching this video explanation of electrons, and like when you're growing up, you learn about electrons as like this thing that exists. But really, our understanding of electrons is like okay, we have an understanding of how this thing is going to behave. And electrons are our like human ape brain way of visualizing and explaining that. Like all we're doing is touching reality and trying to lay frameworks down over it. And we miss a lot, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's a weird, crazy world. And it's hard to be certain about anything, even what good and evil is. Mm-hmm. And... Um, God, I don't know where I'm going now, but <laughs> I um I had the same realizations and it, yeah. it's this idea that I think as human beings, we want security. Totally. And, and to operate in this perpetual state of mystery, a lot of people just can't handle that because life is so hard. hard. And like you said, just to have this whole thing laid out in front of you and be like, this is why bad things happen. This is why good things happen, blah, blah, blah. You have, so it gives you this, like you know, like you said, the mystery is gone. But um, the mystery is where the religion came from in the first place. <clears throat> the mystery you would hope. Yeah. is where the creative right, right. muse that gives us music comes from. The mystery yes. is 
where the edge of science lies and where the edge of our, our ability to understand the universe lies. Like that, the mystery is literally everything. And it's exactly. almost as if they want to breathe that out of this natural mm -hmm. inclination to be curious. You know, when I say the they, who's they? Well, what you said, Josh, is, is important. Like it's, there's so much out there and we want to try to understand it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think religion was just one of those ways of people trying to understand, you know, like you say, put a label on something that might be still way beyond what we can quite grasp at this point. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so like, I've been trying to live a life that respects, that respects the part of me that, that when I connect with that wonderish, whatever mystery, stuff like music happens and stuff like deep emotion happens. And, yeah. and then also the part of me that like needs to eat and shit, you know? <laughs> so like <laughs> both, both parts of me are, are real. It's funny. I can I talk, can I talk about drugs? <laughs> Please. We've already okay. done that quite a bit today. <laughs> Okay. So, <laughs> Excuse me while I uh, do some drugs. Go yeah. ahead, please. Take the floor, please. So a couple weeks ago, I did a pretty big mushroom trip by myself. And mushrooms for me are not really recreational. They are pretty, like I use them as like a- Intentional? Like, a, like yeah, like a religious like a tool. retreat almost. There's yeah. a healthy relationship there. Right. So other drugs for me can be recreational. Mushrooms, I, I don't really like to take around people. I just get too anxious, whatever. Hmm. So I won't tell you like the story of the whole trip right now because it would just be too long. But basically, as I entered this like trip and laid eyes upon this is all in quotes because I'm trying to put words to feelings and brain images and whatever. But as I laid in my bed and like basically encountered quote unquote God, which was a very feminine energy and she like basically was a fire tornado it, it felt like moses like burning bush moment hmm. and it was like too hard to look at the fullness of reality and in the past i had had these moments with mushrooms where like i would feel guilty about something in my life and mushrooms would be like i got you everything's fine and this time it was like it went a step deeper and mushrooms was like yeah like you don't have to feel guilty about random shit in life but that's not because you're good it's because reality is like a meaningless, empty void. <laughs> and like, it didn't feel, it felt nihilistic, but it also, it felt like everything. It felt like, yes, of course, the huge joy and euphoria exists. And yes, of course, the deep depression and suffering and sadness exists. And there is nothing good or bad about either. It just, yeah. It's, Josh, perhaps it's just life that is. you assign that meaning. We're meaning right. assigning machines. You get the choice ultimately. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. That's fascinating. And so I would come, I would come out of that. I would like have like a 20 minute spell of that. And I would like come out from under the covers and I would like see the windows outside. And I could like, I was like, God, I got to take a breather. And then it would like start again. And I would go back under. And it was funny because I think sometimes Sometimes when you're someone who has gone through a big spiritual awakening or a huge world shift like we have, you, you, I, I have noticed that I want to resist anything like um, mundane or anything that feels like a system or feels like it tells uh, me what to do. You yeah. Know? Okay. Yeah. 
But God, yeah. after spending some time just like looking at the fullness of reality, I'm like, fuck, I just want to go to the grocery store. Like, ah, <laughs> it's so easy. So finding a balance is, is really, finding a balance has been like a, a big pursuit of mine, I guess. That's yeah, what I'm trying to say uh, with all this. That's the, um, that's a difficult thing, I guess, uh, because yeah. like you said, when you, when you feel like you have everything figured out, and you're so sure for so long and you've dedicated so much of your being to that idea and then yeah. it's just gone it's like wow where do i go from here that moment right you know where do i go from here is um it's hard to explain because i don't know most people just live life they mm. do, i don't think maybe they're they're forced into a lane that hard so they, it's not the same maybe yes um i know everyone kind of has to find themselves and experience life but it's this weird thing where it's like everything you thought you knew is is gone and uh it seems like uh you've been able to come to terms with living in that space yeah everything you thought you knew <laughs> was already gonna be gone folks because nothing <laughs> lasts not what yeah. you love yeah. Not what you hate, not what you fear, not what makes you anxious. Nothing lasts. Nothing yeah. lasts forever. Everything gets ground down in the weight of time. That's just what's going to happen. And yeah. I think that finality is what gives life meaning. Like yeah. if nothing lasts, if nothing truly matters, or I don't know if I could put quotations about that. I don't believe that nothing matters. I believe that since in the scheme of things, you can't really affect the overall outcome, whether or not anything's going to last, you might as well live your existence and your life in the way that is the most in alignment with who and what you are. Because yeah. by doing that, you become this gravity well, this nexus point of reality where you start pulling in others and other, the, the reality will conform around you if you right. just embrace what it is that you're meant to do. And only you can figure that out. Only you. And I think you're describing the spiritual journey. And so like, you yeah. know what? Is the spiritual journey for some people to, to be in the, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Probably. You know, maybe you for said some it. people I didn't it say that <clears throat> we're not affiliated with the church. Um, I, would, oh, I would hope not. Can we, can we, do you need to cut that? No, down? no, not at all. I okay. was making it funny. No, we, uh, okay, okay. we, uh, we, uh, I won't be malicious. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I guess it's. The urge is there. The, yeah. um. I understand. I understand what it's like to be on the inside looking out, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, I, I get the, the the mental thing it's, there, but it's hard to recruit. Still fun to make fun. It's of. It's hard to refuse myself a bias <laughs> when the church was well documented of the abuse that I was receiving. They knew about it and did nothing. Well, here's so the I thing. Get, too, I get hostile. I don't Michael, mean to be hostile. Michael and Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, <laughs> that moment when your reality comes crashing down. No one cares. No one no. from the church yeah. really right. cares. And you have to deal with that all by yourself. You know what's funny, though? Okay, so no one in the church cares. Nobody who didn't go through the cult experience really understands. I mean, they can't, might care, too, if they're good people. But, I mean, they don't really care. The only other people who seem to care are like this. Like, people who yes. have gone through. They're those people in my life who have experienced what we're talking about. They're the only ones that get that really actually, I feel like get me. Yeah. As sad as it is you to know? say, there's a lot of people that 
will look at us and be like, oh, the devil got them. Yeah, you know? of course. Me too. Me too. And uh, it's just, it's hard to. All I have to do is go to Mandalore. <laughs> Get under the burnt city. The devil got us. Bathe Josh. in the living waters and fight off the, we the mythical enough. beast. We and then I will enough. be redeemed. This is the way. <laughs> we weren't strong enough. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I was on a tangent, a Mandalore tangent. What were we talking about again? I got a little lost. Season well, three listen, is what you, what you just great. said. What you just said is that almost, basically the only people who really care and understand are the people who have been through something similar. Hmm. And what you that truth, I think, is one of the cool ways to make meaning out of, of suffering. Like, you're right. Like, fuck, man, I had a terrible time. Like but you know what it's allowed me to do? Like, Josh. make an album that has talked to other people. Yeah. You know, and it, it's it's allowed us to have this connection over it. It hit me, and dude. Certainly, yeah. Dude, you put all that in your album, man. And there were some lines in there that really. Uh, maybe I should pull one up. I, I don't want to. Let me see if I can find it. You can tell me if it relates to what we're talking about. Oh, it's that line for me is the line of uh, I've wholly missed that uh, golden bliss of old. That's my line, bro. Yeah, I, I, I still like that one. I'm, I still give myself a little pat on the back. You should. I love, I love wordplay. So it hurt for me. It, it was impactful for you to explain it, but it was impactful for me to hear you sing. I'm not going to be able to find it because I don't remember the specific song. You might be able to tell me. I could probably it tell was you. about how living this way is, is what's actually giving you a soul. Um, oh, faithful? Gratitude, I think. Oh, gratitude. Yeah, and that yeah. hit me because I'm like, I feel like I'm more alive being out of that, what I was doing before, you know? So that line really hit me. I don't know if that's what you were talking about there, but that's how it hit me. Um, Totally. I mean, what, like Michael, like what you were saying, this path of actually connecting with who I am, it's the first time I've ever felt like there was some sort of living consciousness inside me, you know? I mean, really? And so it, it has like, Given, it's funny because I, I don't even really believe in a soul now, certainly not as they described it, but I have one for the first time, you know, because I'm outside of it. Do you know what I believe? Yeah. Really, right? Okay. I don't know if I believe in a soul, but I think all our consciousness comes from the same source, just like all water comes from the ocean. And when you take a pitcher of water, you scoop it up from the ocean and take it away from the ocean. You can put it in your plant. You can do whatever you want with it. But it will eventually actually you don't want to give ocean water to plants but i digress all that water eventually goes back <laughs> to the ocean i yes. just put that out there for any of you beautiful listeners who live near the ocean i feel like i've don't, heard that recently. don't do that uh, you might have heard it recently and i think consciousness is this way what if like all that it is is that whatever exists outside of time and space in the next dimension that it actually is our consciousness is all one thing and it manifests like a like like this yeah. little light shining out out of each of our lot. You know what I mean? You know like, what that says to me then? And the meat puppet dies and then yeah, it the, just, it's just like pouring the pitcher back into the ocean. Everything we've said. There. And then now, please, Ryan, go ahead. Including <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> he loves talking over the me. The moment. It's his favorite thing to do. Well, but I do monologues. So we do it a lot. Yeah, I try to derail you. He has to. He has to. Because if he doesn't, it's on it. Like we've had to develop this because if he doesn't stop me, I will talk forever. We're going to basically have the longest podcast uh, in this book. We're going to have to go and break the world record for longest podcast. Well, I think I am capable of this thing in my life. That's where the back to the star of the show thing. No, keep going. Josh is fine. He's laughing. He's having a good time. 
this, this is my this is my third podcast with you guys. You guys don't think don't, I know this shit already? Don't yuck his yum. Yeah, don't yuck his yum, yeah. dude. Don't yuck. don't rain on don't yuck his yum and don't rain on his parade. Okay, Josh, you know have a great is, time. Man? Um, it feels like the only thing we know is that this moment is the most precious thing we have. Yeah, totally. The here and the now is the most precious thing we have, and it has to be. You have to be here in that moment, which is. Why are you laughing at me? But isn't that really the only thing we know? Because nothing else is guaranteed except the present moment. I totally agree. And that's like a distillation almost. If you read like a bunch of mystical shit, that's the distillation. It's like, here we are. That's all we know. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. That's all. The rest is mystery. How terrifying. I know. I, I heard a, I think How Richard Rohr said, it is. <laughs> what if there's totally a big is. giant, like, uh, I don't know, space shark or something that eats your soul when you get I on the other side? Religion. Like, I'm just saying, wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> kind of like, uh, what's the name of those like nineties shark men characters? What were they called? They're like oh, toys. Street sharks. Street sharks. Like what if there's a giant space street shark at the end of time that eats all the, is that all where the souls? The, uh, spaceship starship collab is. Yeah. Is and then us? once it consumes all the consciousness souls of everyone that dies and all the an- uh, plants and animals, and everything that dies, that it blossoms and turns into chrysanthemum, whatever it's called when the, when the butterfly and the cocoon thingy and then yeah, and chrysalis. wings yeah. chrysalis. There you go. Like a chrysalis. So what are you calling this? Uh, you're the, you're apparently the prophet here. What's this? New religion club. Um, I don't know. I could. I don't know. He's got some kind of cool shark name. What's a cool shark? Sharknado name. We could call him uh, 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 Omega Shark. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, okay. right, like the Omega Shark. Because he's not really a he either. He's more just like the. He just is the representation of the universe eating itself. So it's actually a feminine image too. Like the the, the ancient image of the dragon is actually a, also a feminine chaotic sure. image. Uh, not that I'm calling all women dragons. I just, uh, don't know why I said that, but Josh, uh, save me. Talk about other things where I can stop talking. <laughs> and so basically what you're saying is a lot of people have made a lot of stuff up and been very believable and compelling and got other people to believe. Was that belie- was okay. Yeah. You're telling me street shark, cosmic street shark was believable. Was that, but then again, no, but you know what you put, you, you put, you put the right person on stage saying that in front of the right crowd. Fuck, uh, you know, who knows? <laughs> I know stuff the truth. <laughs> well, that was another. That the cosmic street shark <laughs> has spoken to us. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm Do you want to save your eternal soul? Shark, My Omega God. Shark wants to eat your eternal soul. It is inevitable. But like in a good way. In like in a, cool, in delicious a good way. In a good way, yeah. Yeah. In the best way He's possible. He's going to give you eternal uh, salvation in, in, the, in his belly. Wasn't that a startling revelation when you realized part of being a preacher or what have you is the stage performance part? <laughs> like it's it's I'm not kind just of knowing a stage guy. So that was <laughs> when I did have to give when I did have to lead Bible study or whatever. That was that was pretty. People chill. probably loved you. I bet it was compelling, Josh. I bet it was compelling. <laughs> when when Ryan, when you did it, dude, you were a good teacher. I listened. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the indoctrination, sir. Well, it seemed like you found yourself in front of a classroom quite often as well. I'm just saying when, you know, when you're kind of a big deal, <laughs> you know, they, when you look this handsome and you're this eloquent, they're going to ask you to take you know, when trains. You, when you and Jesus are walking hand in hand. and Pretty much. I mean, right. when, when my footprints are being removed from the sand, 
You know, let me tell you. You're carrying Jesus. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is giving you a piggyback ride. Yeah, that's like the height, right? If Jesus is giving you a piggyback, you've reached like... I love you Christians and I, and I love you Christ. I, I just, well, the thing is we were, we've no done, offense. we've done that. Don't get mad. So we're allowed to joke. I know about it we are we allowed to it. joke about it. And, yeah. and, and Christians are lovely, lovely people. Um, Here's the deal. Blasphemy has to be fake, right? But because if I was hmm. omnipotent, <laughs> would you actually be offended? Yeah. Right. Like either I'd be, if I would, I'd be really pissed and kill them immediately, which has never happened. Or, I would just not care at all because I'm omnipotent. Maybe the kind of God that would create a devil must have a sense of humor. Because maybe that's why rock and roll is so fun because God is secretly like chuckling to himself and he likes it. Like he's got a back closet room that has his study, like his captain's lounge that has all like the the, the Zappa records and the Hendrix records lined up. Right. You know, him and Eddie are hanging out. Right. Like Eddie, Eddie actually got access to, you know, and there's like a wall with guitars and things. And, and, you know, sometimes God's on drums and sometimes Eddie's on bass and, you know, they, they switch yeah. it around. Jimmy's got to get yeah. in there. Or maybe Eddie Van Halen was the real prophet. Maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe Eddie actually ascended when he died. He took over because the other guy's like, man, you're good. You got it. Play your guitar. You can handle this thing runs itself. I'll go, you know, check out this. Don't believe anything down there. Pretty much. I think, uh, I don't know. I don't like Van Halen enough to make him my prophet. Maybe Chris Cornell. Cornell. Okay. God. And he, well, he killed himself. So basically he's in hell and he must, you know, it's Satan. Rest in peace, by the way, Chris, in your memory. That's uh, an iconic yeah. set of pipes. Chris is like, Chris, when Chris died, I was shook. I mean, his music, Me like, yeah, like it hurt. It hurt bad. And then Chester. Same and thing the, with Scott Weiland. He was one of my favorites. Yeah, that hurt when Scott died. It hurt a hell of a lot when Scott died. Yeah. These are like, these are the men that we idolized and grew up totally like looking up to when they were hurting and they were all struggling. Chris Cornell did a version of, um, so my, my favorite band of all time is the Avid brothers and Chris Cornell did a live version. I think on Kimmel or something of this song called vanity. It's a rockier song that the Avid brothers do. And it is like, Oh my God, it is chill inducing. I'll send you guys the link. It is incredible. I believe it. That's all I got. That's all I can say about it. <laughs> we'll have to watch that. Yeah. I'm just thinking about uh, Like a Stone, like uh, that yeah, song. Slave, yeah. yeah, that that music video sticks out to yeah. me. Like I hear, I'm hearing Chris singing in my head. Be yourself. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing that in my head. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, God, and then uh, Soundgarden, and just yeah, his oh, um, Chris. The last solo album that he put out was really great too. It's so really good. good. So yeah. good. Yeah. Rock Moment of silence for Chris. Man, and, and for all of them, I mean. Yeah. So maybe, just, I don't know, well, maybe there's a. It is tragic that they. A room in the back where God's like, cool. Hopefully he's not so uptight. Hopefully God can take a joke. Do you think he, he can? I hope he can. I think I he can. Hopefully hope. they're smoking joints. Some heavenly <laughs> weed up there. Heavenly. <laughs> Cosmically. Heavenly. Yeah, some cosmic weed. Cosmic weed sounds great. Um, yeah. But, uh, wow. Another moment of silence. I just, uh, yeah, just, I don't want to, like, I'm no longer angry about it. Yeah. I was angry for a long time. Yeah, that's I'm part of it, boat. too. So maybe that's why I can joke about it, because I wasn't in a place where I could really joke, joke 
when I was still like in the thick of it or when I was trying to figure yeah, out my brain. Of and I left late, left in my 30s. And yeah. that's not easy. Um, no. Had a friend that left when they were 18. It seems like they've adjusted to regular normal life in ways that like are still, I'm still like baby steps figuring my life out. <clears throat> you know, cause this was my whole, my whole worldview, my whole, it's like these yeah. glasses I'm wearing. Right. Imagine only seeing, maybe you wore glasses that were shaded the color, I don't know, whatever, purple, whatever color. And you wear, you, they were surgically whatever enhanced or whatever, but they're like goggles that you've been placed in your head that you've never taken off your entire life. You take them off and you look around, you're like, I don't, what's up some down. I don't even understand. Right. You know, but like being able to understand even how to take those off and put them back on, I can now see things from a perspective. And I don't know, I feel like every learning a new religion is like getting a new pair of goggles, understanding how a new kind of human brain system works. If that makes sense. Yeah. I actually love yeah. studying religions. I've become, I've become fascinated with belief because mm -hmm. like we all believe things for some reason. Right. And so instead of trying to fight people on their beliefs, I'm just, I get curious now. I'm just like, okay, you don't believe the same thing I do. And, and like in some communities, you're right. Like in, in political communities, that is like, they're the enemy. They should die even yeah. in some cases. Right. Yeah. But like, Super I just travel. get curious. I'm like, what, what makes you feel this way? I don't know. I haven't. Had yeah. I think that's part of being uh, one with the mystery is trying to understand the different reasons why people do believe what they believe. Yeah, absolutely. Because there has to be some life experience attached to that, I think. That's it, always, always, yeah. And that's valid, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I, I kind of feel like there was an element of um, my thought process, at least. I don't know if you guys would agree, where you kind of disqualified people's personal life experience. Yes. Because you had to maintain the doctrine, of course. Yeah. Of and course. It's like personal life experience is, is the most important reason to do anything that you do. You we try, and but yet you compartmentalize because you trust people's personal life experience and all other. If like I had a lawyer, I trust that lawyer's experience. If I had a doctor, I trust that doctor's experience. But like then they talk about religion, and it's like, eh, I got the truth over here. You don't know anything. Yeah. Not that you should trust the words of lawyers and doctors because they're not always true either, folks. Not always. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying to be able to learn to think for yourself. Yeah. To, to learn to be able to put on, I mean, honestly, a lawyer belief system is just as potent as a, as a Christian's belief system. Uh, engineer's belief system is just as potent as a, as a Buddhist's. If you learn all these different belief systems and start to understand and hold conflicting information in your brain and start learning more and more and more, then you start seeing patterns and threads and you start to understand all the human things that are underlying beneath it that have nothing to do with the individual belief system, like reciprocity, for example, how essential reciprocity, every religion, everything, every culture, reciprocity is a, is a human universal. Um, and, and you and I, we've experienced, right? And I say you and I, I mean, you and I as in New Tycoon and, and Josh and, and, and Inside the Sound, right? Like, I don't know, I feel like this has been reciprocal, right? You know, we met, we had great conversation, you know, we like talking about you and promoting you and, and you like coming and talking to us, it's reciprocal. And, yeah, and that's, absolutely. that's a human thing, right? That's not, um, dictated. It's not, uh, like it's, it's, it's real. Yeah. It's real. Right? We did yeah. cause we it wanted to do it, you know, but why it is natural it, in the cult, in, in the organization, I had to be assigned to be someone's, uh, 
buddy, like a buddy system, you know, like it's because it's not because you're really caring for these people. It's because it's like you're just your eyes on the, you know, you're just you're monitoring is what you're doing. You're reporting back to like you're serving your, you know, you're serving the organization. You're not serving that individual in that role. Whereas when you just meet friends organically and you make real connections with other human beings, it's something that just it's happens. It's of itself. So as the Taoists would say. Yes. You know, it's it's nature. It's uh, uh, Shiren. I'm, I'm not saying it right. I'm saying it wrong. I'm not going to say it right. Chinese word for nature. I don't. I don't know it. It's 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 a beautiful word, but it means of itself. So, which is um, more natural, I think. The way things are, things are Let things mutually arise. Bees and flowers mutually arose and evolved. You can't have one without the other. Mutual arisal. If that yeah. makes any sense. This is a Taoist Absolutely. principle. Yeah, and, and that's a big thing, though, right? Being told who you're allowed to associate with, hmm. who you're not allowed to associate with, where you're allowed to be or not be. It's kind of, do I really want to be somewhere that tells me how to think about certain people instead of me actually meeting people on an individual basis and actually getting to know them for who they are? You know, that's a big Spoiler thing. alert. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Right. We, we've met right. individuals from all over the world on this show. And right. spoiler alert, they're all incredible. And, uh, <laughs> like, contrary to some narratives, the world is not going to hell in a handbasket, and people are actually pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, seriously. Most people that is, that is one of the biggest realizations. Like, I think a lot of groups, religious or not, think that the world is going downhill. And, like, it's just not. It's just not. Like, obviously, climate change is a huge issue, right? And there's, like, things that we need to address but life is just happening more and more and human connection is happening more and more. Like it's, there's so much good. There's so much focus on the bad all the time. Ugh. Can I get on kind of like the local soapbox, news, you know, you guys, I don't That's know if you're going to love this news, or hate this soapbox, but I am now stoned enough to do it. <laughs> oh, okay. no, uh, here we, we've reached the new level. We've gotten to the good climate change is all well and good folks. And I'm just as scared as the next. Okay. Very scary. But you know what actually scares me? is the torrid meteor stream. What scares me is that every November... Oh, you're going there, huh? Okay. Yeah. Every, every damn October, November, do you realize that at a moment's notice that a rock could just fall out of the goddamn sky and end it all? The internet, our power grid, it's just life as we know it. And you got to understand that a nothing burger, you know, recipes Dennis McKenna, or excuse me, Dennis McKenna is alive. Uh, Terrence McKenna, uh, a recipe, sir. I, this is a story. He called it a nothing burger, but this, it's like around the size of a school bus that went down in Flagstaff, Arizona. Everything within 800 miles was disintegrated. <laughs> okay. And that's a nothing burger. Yeah, that's a Michael. Is that so that to me is way more scary than climate change. <laughs> I wish that as, God, though, Mike? could we just have one inter uh, national organization that's sole focus and funding is on the comet problem and the dis- let's dissolve the UN and then I'll be happy. Okay. Can we put all the, all the international dollars, well, all the international thing, Michael, space program, have the comet program. Collab, that's all I want. If we have the Starship Collab read, readily available to be beamed up to, 
we can be off the rock when it hits. When people make I fun of, the, of Space Force, and I, I got to just say, at least we now have a Space Force, thank God, because you guess what? There's stuff in space, and I don't mean aliens. I'm talking about the comets, because the comets are in space, and it's a big freaking deal. And the, the, I am genuinely What about so the one that came over Russia in 2016 and was filmed? And blah, I'm like, you guys, this is way scarier than climate change. And no offense to anyone who's scared about climate change. It's, it is a real problem, and I'm very concerned about it. It's concerned about a lot of things like poverty, I'm concerned about the drug problem. Seems like you're very, seems like this is very concerning to you. I'm way more concerned about the pending looming death of everything around me with the comments because it did kill the dinosaurs and it probably killed our ancestors. We probably came and descended from a hyper intelligent semi-human species uh that, that you know that, what, that got Michael? crushed in the last ice age you better sure you better make sure that you uh repented ago. of your sins just watch it on netflix hits, it's the it's called ancient apocalypse graham hancock shout out to graham i uh, love you man shout out to randy carlson uh what, what is uh dr uh, the other anyway there's a geologist and we just watch watch this <laughs> For me folks this is I just, blowing my mind seriously like it's just not something i think about it's i'm so dude, about, but you're right this, this keeps me up at night ago, up at night mexico dude. and it killed everything on earth pretty much except the tiny mammals yeah man, Yay, that's crazy. mammals we made it guys well Woo! the thing is that's allowed to be a possibility now and it wasn't before right? yeah so like well that, that wasn't the will of the almighty god right oh oh oh, oh that sure. a meteor hit the the thing is we now possess the technology sufficient enough. I, I don't know if we can we can predict for every last flying object that's going that's hurling. Yeah, I don't know if the you should look into the space. science, man, because we really. But at least to handle the torrid meteor stream. I know it's scary how bad we are <laughs> at finding them you see, when they just crisscross back, you know, on our path like that's a day Pandora's later, box and it would have ended the world. Right there. Okay. I'm but, having a hard enough time with the psychological torrid. aspect. Okay, so let's you wrap want me to, our brain. You want me to get into the scientific? Let's wrap our brain around this. the torrid on, meteor man. stream. It's kind of the one that's the most likely problem for us. Can we just? Okay, fine. There may be a space aliens. Fine. There may be whatever. We got to worry about all kind, of, but just a torrid meteor stream. I'm thinking like November, October. I think I know what you're doing here. We need to be. You're trying to set up this this potential catastrophe the torrid and the only way to be saved is to worship the the almighty space shark see what he's doing here god damn it (laughs) he's setting himself up it's not fun when you break the fourth wall and you ruin my bits you son of a bitch You take when you take the punchline that I'm coming up with on the spot that I didn't write down and I didn't like you know I do this long con kind of thing and uh, oh I'm sorry am I am I a cultist I don't know what am I doing I I just uh, I just think once that a cultist praise be to Omega Shark <laughs> praise be to Omega Shark and uh, he will eat your soul so shut up so this was a fun rant. So- Thank you. Do you think he's? Do you think the shark has gotten all the meteors that that were going to come at us previously? Dinosaurs didn't matter, but but we do because we're better. I'm, you know, I'm what? just saying the Omega Shark wants to feed again. Maybe he that's fed on why all of the souls of the dead because di- probably we had intelligent dinosaurs. Now, I mean, this is the way we think I about the lumbering Michael. ones, the big Rather. ones. But what about the little ones that are our clever size? Girls. What look if they that. were like clever, real clever girls? Thank you, God. You know the references. God, look. look. Look at this, Michael. God, we're just, Maybe we we're have just to worship the space shark because he eats the meteors out in space. <sighs> so in order to stay safe, 
I would like Omega Shark being the one that eats the souls. Like Omega Shark pushes the meteors into the, our path when we pass this, the toward meteor stream because oh, so he kind of eats on the souls of the dinosaur civilization that, and he ate all the souls of the advanced human civilization that got destroyed 11,000 years ago. Um, that we, wow. we like, yeah, Atlantis, which is probably okay. real. I mean, I believe Plato. I don't know. He seems like a, I don't know. Shit, man. I don't know. Who knows? This is a point know. where we always end up in our normal conversations where we have no clue how we got here. We come to this in our normal here. conversations? Oh, my God. God, this is normal. <laughs> Praise be to Omega Shark. Yeah. I'm going to put that on a T-shirt. Praise be to Omega Shark. You know, Shark. I did uh, want oh, to ask you, um, Josh, based on, you know, you mentioned this psychedelic experience that you recently had. Yeah. And just everything, you know, the cumulative experience that you had at looking at this reality in a different way is there any like insight in particular that you would give that has helped you navigate that or what did you what do you think your main takeaway from all that was it like definitely had like a different i almost god i'm so because of of the world that we came from different worlds but similar like i'm pretty opposed to like super woo woo spiritual talk but my revelations kind of came in different dimensions. So like first was like the big one, which was like, hey, bitch, reality is like a crazy lava tornado <laughs> and you are a tiny, tiny little speck on the end of one of the tendrils. And so honestly, the big realization that I keep feeling more and more lately is that nobody has free will, which is crazy because it feels like we do and all our societies are based around it. But as far as I'm concerned, 14 billion years ago, something happened and shit started blowing up everywhere. And since then stuff has just been hitting each other. And how am I separate from that? I, I don't think I am. I think I'm just shit hitting each other. So I don't think I particularly have a consciousness that's making choices, though it certainly feels like I am. But even then it doesn't really, right? Like I'm just doing stuff because I'm getting emotions and feelings and my body ends up doing things. So that's the first one. <laughs> yeah. What if reality is a vacuum that's fluctuation? Deep, that's pretty deep. Though. And what we're experiencing is really the, the replane or one of the many replanes of all the many different like representations of life that we've had over the eons because if we all come from the same source of consciousness and we all basically show up as 8 billion different people on the planet all at once, we're actually are still the same thing, just not knowing that we're actually the same thing. So right. what if like all that happens in complexity gets more complex and more novel and more novel at the end of history and time, there's this big explosion that reverberates and that creates a vacuum that is what starts like the big bang. Like, yeah, I don't know. Cycles. It can get or, so esoteric. Yeah, I, mean, like, I don't know. Well, talking about where's the, the idea of free will on a day-to-day -day basis, you're kind of forced. And we talked about this uh, earlier. How much have people just done things because that's what you're supposed to do without asking why? Then it creates a system where then no one can, can really do what they want to do. They have to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, but I'm taking it one step further, like outside of that, even outside of society, like there are physical rules that bind us. And yeah. 
I don't think I have a power to change those in any meaningful way. And that's not, it's not a bad or devastating thing. It just means that like, it's, I guess, quite Buddhist. Like it is all one thing. And so, and I am a little part of it, you know? And it's just, of course, that's so cliche. There, there's some thinkers that are talking a lot about right now about um, universal consciousness as always, but the idea that everything is mind, meaning like the only thing, reality is just expressions God, of consciousness. Of a better term. Yeah, God, for lack of a better term, like, like reflecting back on itself so it can interact. Okay. So like any distinction at all is just illusion. It's just like, well, there has to be some sort of distinction if God wants to interact with itself at all. What do the Hindus call it? So Maya, Maya, Maja, illusion. So there is one consciousness yeah, exactly. and all of us and everything is just an expression, a different expression of that same. Of it. And it's a cool thought to me because so I'm going to use the word God because it's there or whatever, but universe reality any of nature Dow. don't you mean nature Dao. i mean Dow. right Dow. i'm gonna nature. actually i'm gonna i'll move forward with Dow because i like that and i've read some Dow stuff that i really like but uh jewish mysticism uh, kabbalah has this thing called the tree of life and it's got these got 11 i think um sephirot which are like attributes basically a framework that we can lay out for reality to try to talk about god and I got mm-hmm. two of them tattooed on me when I was in, I don't know if you guys can see this. I got two of them tattooed on me while I was in. Getting Israel. the ink. Showing the ink. Yeah, oh, those, what are those particular what ones represent? So it's, it's uh, Chesed and Geburah. And what they mean chesed literally Gibberah. is like nice kindness kind of, and then like judgment or strength kind of. But in Kabbalah, what it represents is what the universe is, what Tao is, is like unlimited creativity and life and love. And the only reason that we are experiencing anything, the only reason that there is experience at all is because of Geburah or restriction. Restriction creates distinction between different things and that's why we're experiencing. Boundaries. It's like the only attribute I could possibly give to God because, you know, our religions gave so many attributes to God. God wants you to do this. And God wants you to do this. The only attribute I could possibly give to God is that it wants to experience. And so these two sephirot, because I'm experiencing, right? So like whatever created or whatever is wants to experience because it's happening. Or at least is capable of experience because it's happening. Hmm. That's as specific as I can get, I think, on my, on my talk about God. And so these two sephirot kind of represent that attribute. See, so to me, that sounds so much like Taoism because the whole idea, the Chinese idea for God and Tao is like, it's of itself. So it's like nature. It's like, it, it is self-evident, self, right. uh, self-arisen, self, I, I, you've seen the image of like the hands drawing each other right? Like the artistic yes. rendering of like God's hand drawing itself into existence almost and drawing existence. In, it's like that, that, right. that's Tao. That's 
whatever this God thing, whatever this overmind, whatever the sea of yeah. consciousness that we, you know, found ourselves, we woke up one day and realized we were in this weird movie called our life. You know, yeah. each one of us has a narrative that only us can see. So, but that does ring very true because what, what really have, what more really have we done than, than just experience? It's all there is. Does it need to be written down in a book? Wisdom from books. It's uh, you know, like, listen, books are great and books are beautiful and books are so essential to the human mind, even existing in, in its modern form, because without books, right. we wouldn't, but the problem is the words and, and like, when you start trying to map reality with language, the problem it's is, is that you're, you're creating a layer. Yeah. In between and yeah. labels in between yourself and reality. And you actually, it limits and restricts yeah. like putting on goggles. It actually limits when you put a, a, a one religious system and one religious system, only one cult system and one, whether or not it's Scientology or the democratic party or it's, it's Buddhism or whatever you do. And you only accept that one shape of reality and you can't look into other shapes of reality i feel like there's Paradigm. some kind of like yeah it's like its own weird little echo chamber what am i even saying here I well the thing is this. nothing when if you fall too deep into that trap nothing is allowed to be you yeah. know and and i think we don't allow things to be like we want to label everything that's why right. i'm becoming very opposed to labels when does it ever end it's infinite yeah new words they're, they're helpful the here and there you know like science wouldn't exist without calling things something but of course and i love what science has done for for our species i think we're very cool but we are literally in real time evolving past it we are like evolving past the physical and it, i don't know i don't know i'm excited for our species i wish i could past come back and the do physical? it again yeah like we are reaching a spa a state where like we no longer have to wait millions of years to evolve. We are doing it with our brains CRISPR. and by leveraging. I yeah, mean, well, it yeah, gain quite function. Right. Right. I mean, things are happening pretty quickly. AI, like the, yeah. these things are happening, 80s, right? Since they're the late around. 80s, like the progress we made in a short amount of thirty time. years ago, guys. Yeah. Like this was sci-fi. What we're doing yeah. now, you know, what we're doing literally right now, this technology, like you say, yeah, it was sci-fi. It, this it, this was not possible. This roadshow that we're doing through the invisible web of the internet has allowed us to create something that will stand the test of time. I think I do believe yeah. this is this is uh, kind of a big deal here at Inside the Sound. Um, and folks, beautiful wow, listeners, you're welcome for uh, the sound <laughs> of my voice. We have to uh, thank people like Josh for being part of it. I could and would breathing life into it. Talk to you. For much longer josh but i'm not sure yeah. that my brain is going to handle much overload of this of this this is heavy stuff man i know i, I know we, so I know we, we kind of have a we have a light <laughs> yeah. tone you know I, but I this, know. this is very this is heavy stuff though man. what i want to do is just send an open invitation that if you are interested in helping us break the world record of longest podcast of all time uh, we're gonna need co-hosts to rotate in while one of us sleeps so um, are you guys actually gonna try to do this I don't know. Maybe. Well, we, we'll see. we've we've think more people will be on board than maybe we originally. I believe that we have some some support that might be coming our way that would be fun and yeah. And it, I it would, would absolutely be, be a part of that if you guys. Were because I'm like, well, if we set a date towards the end of the year, you know, we could build it up and really. 
pipe it up. Take some time off. You guys know what the standing day, record is? Day job. Yeah, it's over six days. It's almost seven days. It's a, I think it was a Dutch team. I think we can go longer than that. Europeans. We're like, I can't let a European take the title. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I love you guys over there, but it's, it's going to come back. To we're me. like, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What? It's not. I'm not. I'm not. A What's something we could do that's essentially pointless? Right. You know, and it's, dedicate it's a, all this time and effort to break this record that nobody cares about. Yeah, that's our deal. We're definitely going <laughs> to probably maybe get a trophy made or something once we claim the title and that says yeah. bring it J- back to American oh, soil. Yeah, I think it belongs here in the motherland. <laughs> Yeah, here in the desert. But yeah, maybe we'll, right. you know, I don't know what we'll do. You know, but yeah, no promises. If you want to be part of it, if we're know? building momentum here, and you guys want, you know, please send send. As you know, beautiful listeners, mailbag. Give us ideas. What can we do to fill seven? <laughs> so you have to do a, a literally broadcast for seven consecutive days. That's so. So that's much. almost impossible for anyone yeah. but our glorious minds. But so us, we need right. and you, the listeners. Please help us. Please God help us. Please, Dow, help us. It's a lot of talking. So, yeah. Might have to get guitars out, I think. And maybe drum set. Maybe we could do live performances. Yeah, I think that would be a great way to use some time. Agreed. Fill a few days. Like, just have sessions, like jam sessions, talk sessions, like rap sessions, jam sessions, and et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A little back and forth. Well, if we haven't blown people's minds to this point, I think by now... Their uh, their heads are spinning a little bit. Yeah, well, the, the most beautiful of our most beautiful listeners are the ones that stick around for the entire conversations, listen every That's time. Right. The ones who are that obsessed, and we know who you are. We uh, no, we don't, but we do in here in our hearts. And uh, <laughs> just kidding, like we know who you are. They're like, oh, does he? You know, I just throw out a random name, and they're like, I oh, name me. No, but um, New Soprano Twelve. Th- <laughs> Exactly. Man, I don't know. I don't even like necessarily want to wrap this all up, but I feel like uh, we got to we got to put a wrap on it, Josh. So here's what I want to do before I get to the the more um, deeper intellectual wrap up part of it. I want to do the the more surfacey kind of like because I love you, bro. And I want to like, yeah, I really want our beautiful listeners to be as hyped about your what you're up to as I am. Nice. So tell me about the, what you're up to, what you're promoting music stuff uh, did you already i can't remember from your socials if you already had that show that you that you were hyping or if it's coming up still but kind of want to know your uh yeah the gambit man what tell me that stuff tell or when you're going to be playing live again yeah yeah so we had a we had a new tycoon in friends show which was the first one ever it was the first one we were really playing a ton of new new tycoon stuff it was so fun it was at like a, a notable small venue in town that i really love it sounded amazing a lot of people showed it was definitely my favorite show I've ever played. We really rocked out, uh, did some true punk stuff, did some heavier rock stuff. And then, of course, the, the indie pop thing um, had a great time. We will be booking more shows for that this year, though none are booked yet. Um, the other big thing that I'm doing musically right now is uh, with Fabricated Freedom. So oh, the yeah. band I was in when I got when I moved to Cincinnati. So it's just two of us now, really, that are making music together, my friend Joe and I. And... We have an EP that we're that we're finishing up right now, and I don't know. In my opinion, like it's definitely he's kind of got an electronicy sound, and I bring kind of the poppy, rocky vibes. And together, I, we're having so much fun making the stuff we're making. So that'll be out soon. It might be called "Being Small." I'm not sure yet, but it, the EP might be called "Being Small." So "Being Small," "Fabricated Freedom," be be on the lookout for it. It'll be coming pretty soon. 
um, that's exciting we're stuff. Pumped, we're pumped on it. Great oh, yeah. stuff. And uh, as always, maybe one day we'll experience your music live. Like we, we hope we will be able to uh, with everyone totally. we talk to. I what believe what in, part of Arizona are you guys in? I, somehow I don't know this. The old Pueblo, uh, Tucson. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Old school. The desert. Uh, where the cowboys shoot their guns. And right. You can pretty much just have a gun in Arizona. You don't have to, have to talk to the government about it at all. You right, just walk right. around. We're time rebels. We, uh, we don't believe in yeah. daylight savings. Um, right. The wild yeah. west, as they call it. Mm-hmm. We definitely don't believe in water conservation. That's not an Arizona right. thing. Right. Oh, nope. God. Nope. We're just going to just spend all the water until it's dry in the desert. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to get political. I, I, uh, it's a water problem, folks. You got to look into it. It's, it's, it's seriously a huge problem. Go check out the Hoover Dam or not the Hoover Dam. What is the name of the big dam oh. in Colorado the, that's historically oh. low levels of water? Yeah, Don't worry yeah. about it, folks. <laughs> Just go back to, Apparently the salt go back to that uh, fast food there. burger. Forget about that water supply. Um, <laughs> what on this? I'm wow, so in a zone. Woo! What is my problem? I'm trying to wrap up. There. I'm trying to wrap up the conversation and listen, look at what I'm crashing and burning. That's the condescension Josh, that all the beautiful, beautiful Josh, we're in Arizona. Have grown to love from you. I love Arizona. It's almost yeah. paradise, except for the water management. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. So yeah, heck I yeah. Have, before we go, I have a question for you guys, if, hmm. if that's okay. I so because I'm getting into metal and stuff, I really am like listen i know some of the classic stuff i definitely know some of the newer stuff can you guys give me three metal acts each to look to look into or metalish rockish whatever you know what um the best do you have a satellite radio uh, ability no. to because there's a channel called ozzy's boneyard Oh yeah. If you throw, if you listen to that channel, yeah. you will hear yeah, everything that you need to hear get a as slice. far as classic metal. Because if it's All on right, that channel, it. it's legitimate. Okay. But that being said, Ryan, you still have three. You don't. Have, then, I mean, you don't have to. That's and this is like the full catalog. To. You're going to delve into the full catalogs. I mean, I'm at least going to stamp. I'm at least going to audit. Each He's going to skim. He's going to skim, Ryan. I, Metallica, I mean, you got it. If you're talking metal, you have to. Right. Black Sabbath, Metallica, those are kind of the staples, I think. Black Sabbath, Metallica. Okay. You have a third one? Because he likes metal. I do a hard rock, so I'll give you, I'll give you the hard rock right. ones, and he'll give you the metal ones. Um, I guess Ozzy's catalog in general. You get a lot okay. of guitar players there. Uh, and then something a little more niche? Hmm. Um, there's a reason why they're the classics, my friend. Yeah, yeah no, I I'll know. give you a niche just, one. I'll give you a niche. Okay. It's, right. it's rock and Maybe roll. Maybe Merciful Fate. But it's not so niche. It's Velvet Revolver. You, Velvet. If you want hard rock, metal, kind of like heavy stuff, it's Slash. You know, it's Scott Weiland. It's, oh, is it? You okay. know, yeah, it's the, it was their little super group around the same time Audio Slave was doing their thing. Uh, okay. These guys were on the radio. And obviously they broke up and then Scott went on to, he went back to STP and then he passed, I think later on, I think he left STP and then passed. I can't remember the time frame, but time frame, but Velvet, Velvet Revolver uh, is a good one. And then, uh, yeah, you know, dude, like just listen to the classics. I mean, ACDC, yeah, I think Pantera, like these Pantera. names, you've probably heard these names a lot, but if I you have, actually, if you go and listen to the albums in full and kind of just start to finish into it, the then whole you really, songs, like you understand the, whole, the like 
get the, the true genius of, of the metal thing, you know, like the, what was the hardwired to self-destruct? I know I think Metallica even has already come out with a new album since hardwired, but hardwired to self-destruct, for example, Metallica, you could yeah, like, like start it at the beginning of the album and give it the yeah. whole play without or stopping like it a, whatsoever. And then justice for all, you there know, you just go. put that on and yeah. listen to it all the way through. There you go. For sure. All right. All right. Heard. Heard. Lots of fun. I like these kinds of questions. It's yeah. great. It's great stuff. Any yeah. more? I, guess, uh, I, feel, I got, no, I I got five we, here. I think we gave you plenty. I think All right. Yeah, if you, go through, a lot. if you go through Ozzy, uh, Metallica. Guns N' Roses. Uh, I mean, anything. Pantera. Um, man, that's a lot there. Okay. That'll get you. That'll Listen, Josh, if you spend a little time with uh, uh, Johnny Cash, uh, John Mellencamp, and Tom Petty, we're not going to hate it either. I'm just saying you can... You can also I love Tom Petty. spend time with I those those Tom fine Petty. gentlemen and you won't have but any yeah, problems. Yeah, if you can find a way to, to listen to Ozzy's Boneyard, just yeah. have that on in the background, you will be pleasantly surprised. All right, all right, heard. Well, I guess I'll have to bat one more question. Now I'll give you the more, uh, yeah, the more philosophical question of the, you know, now that we're wrapping up here. All right. Do you have what we like to call words of wisdom? Uh, the, you know, yeah. what, what, what additional wisdom do you think, what words of wisdom would you want to share with our, uh, our beautiful listeners? Um, I feel like when everyone, maybe not everyone, when I left Christianity, uh, I had like a few texts, a few teachers that like really set me on a path. I'm like, Oh, like someone's speaking my values for the first time in my, in my ears. One of those books was the four agreements. Ah, so yeah. the four agreements overall is like word, really good words of wisdom for me. But one of the big ones is just that has changed how I interact with people is don't take things personally. Like almost everybody's actions have nothing to do with you. Almost all the time. There are exceptions. There are exceptions, of course. But for the most part, people's actions, even ones that feel like they're trying to hurt you, are not. It's not about and you. It's just it's a better life if, if, if you just let people, if, if you don't take everything so seriously. I like that. Me too. It's just a better life. Because who's suffering? If someone does something and you're mad the rest of the day, only you are suffering. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Just don't stop. Don't suffer. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of feel like when you grow up in a hyper-religious environment, you're kind of taught to take everything personally. Absolutely. So Absolutely. it's getting, getting yourself out of that. You know, it's been, that's something. Yeah. That's very, yeah. that's great advice. I've got some words of wisdom. Normally that, and, and Ryan, I know you got yours. So I'll let you do yours last. I'll do mine next. My words of wisdom that I'm going to share is that only thing you really even need to worry about is, is learning who you are, like being the most you and fulfilling the path that is most fulfilling to you and the stuff that has the most meaning for you and the stuff that, that resonates the most for you, finding those frequencies, you'll, you'll go further there than any other path. So just uh, trust who you are and who you want to be. I think that's going to be my, that's my, destiny. Destiny. Hell yeah. I like that whisper of destiny in my ear when I, uh, anyway, well, uh, let's see if my, oh no, my keyboard died. I can't wrap up the show. Ryan Filler, save me. Keyboard's not working. I think my battery's died. You can't use that down Would there. Would you give me a second to, yeah, I love how you, instead of giving any filler, 
and being professional that you just see like, that see oh. that that's literally <laughs> that's a jerk it's like actually that might be closer than the keyboard my the computer my itself. wireless keyboard died my oh my i sucked all the battery juice wow. it's wireless wow this is the the, the off the railsness of this uh conversation that's all right, is the no is it's the most endearing feature of, of our conversation with you josh is that you'll go there with us and you'll just oh, yeah. go on any tangent it's kind of what we want to do is just go wherever we want to go correct yeah. we have no rules no rules. that is the rule that is the rule uh where we're going there we don't need roads all right so <laughs> so uh all right so folks i believe uh as is customary in these parts uh there's a certain wise man named, named Ryan that uh, might have some words of wisdom that he is interested in sharing. And Ryan, I'm wondering now if it feels appropriate in your heart and soul, do you have any final words of wisdom you'd like to share with the, with the beautiful listeners? Well, there is one thing. Are you sure? Let's just be wild and free, baby. I love it. That's just yes. epic uh catchphrase uh achieved folks you know we love you <laughs> come back to us we love you and we'll see you again bye, bye. wait really okay I'm being told what to do here Let's double on. up on it here we go let's just be wild and free baby Fantastic. Well,